Hello and welcome back to the Not God Pod. This is season three, episode one, uh, and it is a Bolt Festival <laughs> special. Um, if you have not listened to this podcast before, um, welcome. Um, my name is Zoe. I'm one of the co-directors of the Not God Complex. This is our podcast where we chat about theatre things. Billy, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Billy. I'm excited that we're on season three. That's very wild to be saying. <laughs> And I'm the other co-director of the Not God, po- the Not God Complex and the Not God Pod, I guess. <laughs> and today we have with us Holly. Um, do you want to introduce uh, yourself? <laughs> yes. Hello. So my name's Holly Delafortry, um, and I'm a performer, theatre maker, um, and workshop facilitator, an all-round general um, clown and idiot and, and person and human being. Um, hello. It's lovely to be on the God Pod. Not God Pod. That's the most important thing. It <laughs> like, is the most important thing. You <laughs> that is the most important thing. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned, this is a Vault Festival special. Uh, <laughs> for anybody unfamiliar with Vault Festival, it is a big festival of experimental theatre, I guess. Um, <laughs> which this this yeah. will hopefully be going out in the middle week of January. So on the week that this goes out Vault Festival starts next week and the reason for this special is that both us and Holly have shows in Vault Festival that you should come and see uh would you like to tell us a bit more about the show that you have yes so yeah no very excitingly so obviously um all about time is just before in the week run up and then I'm on the 27th of um January Friday night um late night slot it's called Sex Ed Revisited and it's my second solo um I love it to bits it's absolutely wild wacky um and everything you didn't get taught in sex education um which is there are probably a hell of a lot that you probably didn't get taught in sex education um which this kind of show explores but um basically the essence of it is is that it's um all about female focused sex education and missing gaps and uncovering that um and also pleasure um it celebrates and champions pleasure um and just having more pleasurable sex and those conversations that you wish you had that you um didn't get to have um and yeah, it's um it's a clowning show. So it's a mixture of clowning and like professional storytelling and live interactive games um, with the audience. So it's kind of it's quite gentle, but also it is audience participatory. So there's lots of silly moments. There are a few very um interesting sing-along bits <laughs> during the show. So that's great. So you can squeak along with me because um <laughs> since graduating, I definitely still need to do my vocal warm-ups. That is that is a big thing. um and yeah um and it's also set in the world of the ooo which is um a a fantasy world which is the orgasmic support group um and in this world um my character it's her turn to share um and then we go on this journey it's a quest for climax um and yeah (laughs) i don't know if that explains it it's um it's a very funny show fantastic yeah yeah no i love it i really love it (laughs) no that's it in a nutshell really and um yeah, I know. Looking forward to getting up on stage again because hopefully then it's going to go to other festivals this year. So, so Vaults is obviously like the launch pad for that, which will be really exciting. Mm. So yeah, nice. So is this a show that has had <laughs> like um, pre Vaults iterations mm. as well, or is this its like first? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, it's had loads of um, pre Vaults iterations in terms of like 
I think because my sort of work is always about having an audience there, even if I'm just talking to them, it's always directly to them. Um, so I, I could never be in a rehearsal room, even though it's a solo show, do you know I mean, by myself or without testing it. So, yeah, you, you never know. Like with a performance, I think you don't know until you get it in front of an audience what it actually is. So I kind of, um, yeah, so I've scratched it. I scratched it on. So I did a long time ago. I did little... Um, Oh gosh, it was with so Hayley McGee's a really awesome um solo artist and um, who creates amazing work. And um I did her solo show Creation Lab, which is where the first utterances of it were written out and scratched it and um, Peckham Theatre, um, along with a loads of other really cool solo artists. And um it was really lovely, it was really, really cool. So that happened, and that was in 2020. Um, and then COVID hit. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Uh so that happened, and then well, after that, then we did, there was a little kind of like scratch bit that we did online um, as part of um, a festival by Dolly Box Theatre, who are also a ETA, um, European Theatre Arts, or as Bruford Graduate Company. Um, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they are everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, we did that, um, just a little nugget of online material. Um, and then last year, I was like, okay, cool. Let's get this up on its feet properly. And then we did... Brighton Fringe so yeah so we did like sort of like almost like a whip on Brighton Fringe and it was also on at Camden People's Theatre as part of um, Inspired by Change Festival so that was the that was this version or like this version now it's like been updated and now it's kind of basically it's the runway to Edinburgh for it so it's just kind of yeah polishing getting it as a fully fully formed final show so yeah very exciting exciting so is the plan to go to Edinburgh this summer or summer 2023 which is yeah yeah the plan is to go summer 2023 so it's then um doing all the applications at the moment actually for venues oh. and stuff so yeah it's really cool and and also terrifying because i hate writing applications um yeah because i i don't know whether like you guys obviously have experience of this and like um and what, what's um for your show what's your kind of trajectory or plans or, or what stage is it at and stuff like that <laughs> So, well, okay, we don't have enough focus basically to stay with one project <laughs> for that long. <laughs> no, that's great. No, I'm similar. I'm, I'm always picking up with a new idea for a new show. It's terrible. Well, it's not terrible. It's lovely, but also like, <laughs> oh my God, there's only one of me and multiple ideas to tackle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think because we're like, we have one company, but we have multiple people's ideas. Oh, then, you know. There is so much. Yeah. There is so much. And I think, <laughs> no <also> time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we like just mm -hmm. were graduating Bruford as COVID hit. Yeah. There's like, like we're still like pulling on threads of stuff that we started like as we founded in 2020 and like mm. kind of giving stuff its moment, I guess. And so we did a yeah. different show in summer, which was mm -hmm. kind of our first like full length thing. We'd done a lot of like, R&D stuff scratch things of other things but that was our first like full length show and that felt very much like a moment for a lot of the practice that we had when we started or that we found during training mm. um, and it was kind of a like that show I, I felt we needed to get a lot of a lot of that out of us like that yeah, just yeah. needed to happen yeah. for the new stuff to start <laughs> existing yeah no uh, so cool Whereas this feels a little bit more experimental for us. Mm -hmm. Oh, exciting. A little bit more terrifying. Yeah. That's wicked. Um, yeah. Some people who've never worked with before, which is mm -hmm. cool. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of in terms of trajectory, um, we are kind of trying to like do shows and also develop our like kind of community engagement practice. Mm, nice. Them. Um, so, and we've been super fortunate that we've had Arts Council funding twice in a row. We we don't know how, but we're going with yeah. it. Um, That's really, really wild. cool. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like allowed us to do that. So with the mm. last show, we did the show and then we did three workshops about kind of um, the practice that had been developed through that. So with the last show, we were focusing a lot on how queer identity is staged. Um, and so we our workshops kind of centred mm. on that. Um, oh. And this time... We're looking a lot at creative access, integrated access, that kind of a thing. So we're basically, we're doing the show and then looking at, okay, what did we learn? What worked? Um, and hoping to kind of produce some um, like open access guidance on um, audience access, specifically in relation to um, neurodivergence. And then I think with like a specific, specific, specific focus on um, how audiences experience time and how to mm. create an accessible experience for people who uh, have like neurodivergent experiences of time that's, so that's yeah. that and then there will also be workshops and we're um kind of going to other bits of the UK to do them as well as London which is cool in terms yeah. of create a future life of the show mm. who knows <laughs> um yeah, well, it, it stages at a time, right? Do you know what I mean? It's taking sort of each, you know, and seeing how it builds. It sounds like a much more, um, I think there's a, there can be, I don't know whether you guys felt this, but there's, you kind of get out there and you just want to grind and sort of like, and mm. I, I sort of generated lots of material, but I think sometimes it's like, actually, you just need to kind of take those kind of like stepping stones that actually build you up properly. And also your community, your audience, you know, through your workshop sessions, that's what you're developing, right? So that's awesome. That's yeah, really- and also like because we haven't made it yet yeah, uh, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> where it is um yeah. like, I think the kind of like tentative plan is that we'd like to look for some kind of like mm-hmm. uh programming with venues perhaps for a slightly longer mm-hmm. time at a festival um but we need to get a sense of what it is to then know who might be the right I'm with you yeah I think yeah no yeah basically the next the thing is we need to make the show that's step Mm -hmm. step one one. what did this turn out to be and what did we learn from making it and how does that then move us forward um oh and we also should be doing like an online streamed version of it very cool part of our kind of Mm -hmm. um, project plan that we've um got funding for is to make a like kind of uh online streaming version of it which is um pay what you can but free to anybody who identifies as mm-hmm. neurodivergent and that will be kind of online for a certain amount of time that's very cool that's really really cool because actually yeah. with that again sort of going into theater spaces sometimes can be inaccessible Jeremy you know I depending on Jeremy you know so that is that's really exciting also Oh, there's so many thoughts that popped up from there, sorry. Like, I was literally just listening to you guys chat about it. Like, um, monologue. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's wicked. It's really interesting because, like, um, yeah, so actually, ironically, this is where I kind of got to with 
because my first solo I'll be a baby was like my first kind of testing out and I've done different kind of collaborative device like shows as well but um it was like all the learning curves right so like all the learning curves of programming um theater venue stuff like selling tickets marketing to your audience who who the hell your audience actually are um and um all that kind of thing and then now actually because the world obviously the show's set in the world of the OOO the plan is to do OOO workshops um in collaboration with the sexual health charities yes. that it might actually exist <laughs> which is really really exciting so I yeah I completely completely relate to that and that would be really really cool um and also yeah and then I, I sort of work a lot um with different companies um with different like neurodiverse and sort of different disabilities and stuff like that kind of access focused companies as well so obviously there's lots of conversations probably to be had there um but yeah so it's good um I think it sounds amazing I'm, I'm really excited to see it and I think time the the sort of I'm waffling like all excited about your show um and it's like yeah <laughs> um yeah the theme of time is like it's such a fascinating one and then what that means to different people and what you need to kind yeah. of feel comfortable and kind of to process things as well like I'm dyslexic dyspraxic um so normally my brain is 100 miles an hour, which is part of my, I have to always ground that, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Which is um, a hard thing. Um, but at the same time, it's like, we all have our different rhythms, right? And different patterns. So that's, no, I love it. Um, that could be completely not what the show, but anyway, that's my thoughts yeah, on it. Shows, yeah. like, that, that, that is pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like we're interested in mm. how, like, yeah, I guess like the human construct of timekeeping, uh, and is uh, a, a thing with a, a use in that like you mm. know if we didn't have timekeeping we wouldn't be able to do things like go to the theater or connect in community ways because you wouldn't be able to coordinate it yeah um, yeah yeah but also that um it can be used I guess as like an oppressive force in how we kind of um both in like I guess like capitalistic expectations on time and how people use their time um and the ways that we expect people to be able to process it and ideas of efficiency and mm. yeah getting into kind of like divergent experiences of time whether that be because of neurodivergence or also like cultural yeah differences yeah, yeah. Right? like different cultures have very different ideas on timekeeping like there are places where you can be late all the time and there are places yeah. <laughs> very like where timekeeping is very precise and everything in between um and mm. sort of how theatre can validate all of those experiences and make room for all of those mm -hmm. experiences um and things like the ethics of like manipulating an audience's perspective of time yeah like, mm. all those sorts of things, things we're hoping to kind of explore through this and we at its core it is basically just like a celebration of all of the different ways that we can experience time and the value in all of them yeah, yeah. oh that sounds that sounds really rich that's really exciting um well yeah like you know i look forward to seeing it at vaults and like and and there's so much like um the first week is really exciting like there's always like there's so many amazing shows on through vaults festival but it's such a such a huge beastie isn't it like you know three full months oh, yeah. you know, like, of stuff yeah it's longer than the fringe like, oh my god yeah mm. um yeah, definitely something that might be interesting to chat about because i think it's something that we're uh, kind of interested in as we kind of think about what considerations we want to make when we 
separate this is kind of how you approach audience interaction being like a core part of your mm. piece while mm. also being um like gentle on the audience and not having mm. people feel like uncomfortable in a way that isn't constructive or fully consensual or yes yes, 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 kind yes. Of how you balance that is something that I know we're interested in it'd be really interesting to hear as someone who's done it before yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take on that and how you found that yeah um so my I guess to start from the beginning um my again my sort of because really in my kind of collaborative work there is sort of different audience interaction engagement but a lot of actually my collaborative projects have been much more kind of av visual exploring the mix between theatre and film and the kind of using live foley art and different kind of like totally different like tangents and more physical and then my solo stuff is very audience interactive but it was birthed from clowning and it was from my dissertation at rose bruford um and it was really it was off um John Wright um, with Told by an Idiot Theatre Company, who I who I work with, which I'm really proud. I love love working with the idiots; they're amazing. And like, um, yeah, basically their kind of notion or John's notion um, on kind of clowning and that element of play, levels of play between audience and performer. And that's always, and I know it sounds really technical because at the end of the day, you stand up and, and you gig something and you see if it works and you see if it doesn't. And there's a very kind of stand up element to that. You know, some things will and some things won't. But I think it is down to persona with me and I kind of fell into that it's like my energy like what kind of um with that kind of playful kind of slightly more gentle energy at points also the games normally it's like stepping stones I'm waffling away now like in sort of like random tangents um but it's like stepping stones so it's like how what's your setup which is a bit like again a bit like stand-up material what's your setup um kind of what's the what's the build and what's the punchline and I think that with audience interaction as well, you kind of have those gentle warm up stages. So um, not to give too much away, we do head, shoulders, knees and toes of the female anatomy, which is the most ridiculous and most like bonkers <laughs> in the show. And um, one of my favourite moments of CBT was saying everyone get up and do it. Do you know what I mean? If they could stand up and obviously <laughs> um, you always give them options. You know, do you feel, um, you know, if you would, you know, it's like if you'd like to or let's all do this together. Do you know I mean, there's something about kind of doing something as a group. And then you might kind of build mm. up to then something that's a little bit more kind of open question and you just take like even just hand raising. Um, so it's like it's like kind of slowly, slowly kind of build, you know, whether it's just like at the beginning um, in the OOO sort of um, I ask, you know, who remembers their first ever sex ed experience and it's just your hand up. That's all you have to do. And like, that's it. And then it's like, okay, let's do a group kind of like, you know, sing along. And even if like people, you know, cause you can get away with, you know, all sorts of different things. And then you start to kind of open it up to more questions and giving them time. And it's allowing that space and sitting in the uncomfortable moments until someone kind of goes blah, and then you take something. So it's very, it's always an option. It's always an offer. If that makes sense, I guess it's always an offer. Um, and it's always a conversation. It's never like now, you must give me the answer to this and I'm going to, mm -hmm. I mean, directly, although there is some really fantastic comedy that is based off that kind of much more kind of like, I'm going to come into the crowd and I'm going to, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, mm. I'm coming for you. Do you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> like that's, there's only sort of one part of the show that's very towards the end that is a game show. And it's a little bit more like that. But again, it's still, it's a lot of physical and then it builds to verbal. Do you know what I mean? It's always that kind of mm -hmm. stage. So I guess that's, that's how I do it. Um, and sometimes you get people that don't want to and that's that's cool too so you have that space for that and then it's like how you react off of that 
um is all part of the game um so yeah it, it's I don't know if that's useful or if that was any way concise yeah well it's interesting it's yeah. also like mm. I think something that we're very um mm. keen to uh figure out is how do you mm. how do you hold a space for those who who don't mm. want to participate how do you make mm. that be really fine because I, I don't know just mm. from personal experience I know often I'll be sat in an in a audience and of the audience mm. participation and sometimes it's fine and I don't mind sometimes mm. I really don't want to yeah but everybody's doing it so then th there's that social pressure so how, like how do you oh yeah sure. that not happening <laughs> yeah well it's kind of like you you know it's an invitation and it's an offer if if somebody's not I don't think there's I guess if somebody really doesn't want to do something, then then they have every agency to not to not, and that is absolutely fine. And it's it's um I yeah, there's I, I never I never point them out. Do you know what I mean? I never mm. make sort of a big thing of it. There might be kind of a passing kind of like you know, I might make a kind of a broader joke about it, but nothing directed at anyone specific. Do you know what I mean? It's very um if someone really doesn't want to do something, then you then you move on. I'm never gonna force you to do it. Um, luckily, luckily, because of the stepping stones in place and the way it builds, most people get into it and it's kind of, it's not something that's um, thought about. And also you just take from what's there in the room as well. You you you, you can kind of see um, some of like the beginning bits, the ways of kind of clocking who are the ones that are like the really keen players that you can tell really want to generally engage right from the get go. And you can kind of see, and it doesn't mean mm -hmm. that it's somebody who's sitting back and relaxing and could be really enjoying the show it doesn't mean they're not a player it doesn't mean they're not engaging with it. it doesn't mean they've not got something to offer but they might not want to participate um verbally or in any sort of big way or get up on stage or like you know um also actually on that thought um because i i'm i'm the worst as an as an interactive performer who does audience participation i've done sort of immersive theater shows and things like that i i dread being pulled up on stage or speaking in a I'm awful I'm the most awkward person alive when it comes to that honestly like absolutely terrible I will say the most awkward thing or I'll be too overly keen um I'm a big nodder so I'll be nodding my head in the audience they think great she's into it and I'm like yeah but trust me don't ask me the question because I've no <laughs> fucking sorry there's no idea um so yeah you can swear it's okay <laughs> <laughs> Not um yeah i um yeah so i don't know um in that respect um it's just being yeah it's just holding space you hold space in multiple ways as a theater artist right and when you perform on mm. stage it's um it's giving a lot of space and time actually for those moments because people process things in different ways again it's all that and and it's knowing mm. when to move on from something if it's not if it's not landing, it's being very responsive, I guess, to your audience, and that will change every night. So, yeah, and I guess also about kind of giving, or at least mm. something we're thinking about is giving kind of like modes of different modes of being able to offer a response, right? Because yes. like, if you yes. consider perhaps that like not everybody in your audience necessarily like uh, communicates verbally or speaks mm. English, or yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like anything to do with like communication mm. uh preferences and um mm. like what modes they have available to them and stuff um and then kind of like how you facilitate that yeah and then we're thinking about mm. 
like digital modes of interaction but then nice. also considering like yeah uh digital accessibility uh both in terms of like disability but also like age and that like people are yes. yeah. a QR code and it's like scan this to get to mm. this thing will be like yeah fine people who are older might need more facilitation and instruction about that and all that mm. you're always facilitating a room like even as a before like you're always facilitating there's always a and as a theatre maker particularly because you set the environment the tone the the kind of the stepping marks to get kind of access that space so yeah you're always thinking about that um and I love the way you guys think about it. that's really interesting as well like um actually and so there's also sex ed video stuff in it and um thinking about generations of sex ed videos that people will remember is fascinating like it's absolutely mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like the kind of the the broad mix of like and then for some people in the audience actually they were like I got given a pamphlet and you're like shit wow do you know what I mean like you know they, they sort of literally got given diagrams and you know so you, you could have a really broad experience of what that is and um I know that's kind of a little bit loose and going off on one but it's kind of there's something interesting in that and being open to that and being responsive that then that kind of element of the show if it's purely about visuals and video and I mean that kind of stuff then that isn't their live experience so there's a really and how you then take that material and go off from there um yeah, like, yeah. Mm. But, like yeah generally like from all angles not especially mm. when you're making work about your own experience which I think can be oh gosh yeah of what like both of us are doing mm. being like this is based in my own experience but also in communicating that to other people I have to recognize that other people's experiences are mm. like different and varied mm -hmm. yeah no no 100 percent yeah I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> no, no, no. But it, it's a fine balance. I, I know, so I get, yeah, because it's a, it's a fine balance. Um, and sometimes I kind of panic about that occasionally, sort of when I'm making theatre, because I'm like, oh my god, is this? Because this is very much taken from something that I'm, you know, whether a bit of a sex idiot, a love idiot. Um, the next one's actually about um neurodiversity and dyslexia and my kind of relationship with that word and kind of different things like that and, and stuff. Um, but it's yeah it's like it's like because well they say personal is political right do you know what I mean if you go because you can only speak from your place your truth you know like and, and then you can talk about other things and other subjects you know from there but you kind of have your starting point and um, so I think it's cool to go personal but it's also giving an invitation for others to be able to feed into that and not being too broad in your language and terminology um yeah like um I don't even know because it's something that I I always have to think about with my shows um just trying to make that as kind of open because it is about their it's about the audience's experiences too because they feed into the show so um I guess that's quite a direct way in to gathering that kind of knowledge and that kind of um uh conversation yeah um that's all I have to say on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to mm. ask you more about mm. um you've mentioned a few times like a, a soft uh, uh persona is or is that what you said did you say yeah. soft did you say yeah i'd love to know more about that i'm personally just interested in the idea of softness <laughs> anyway mm. but also i've never come across a clown or like a clowning piece that describes itself as being soft <laughs> so that's yeah that sounds fun to me <laughs> 
last weekend. No, last weekend. The irony is, um, I think, Billy, um, <laughs> you'll come and see the show and you'll see me charging downstairs to a Kylie routine all about um, reaching climax. <laughs> so so it's not, it's not completely soft at all. That is an absolute lie. I completely lied. Um, no, it's, um, what, what I'd say is, is that um, my, um, I think when I kind of fall back to my kind of default clown persona, there's a, I, you know, obviously I'm I'm a different, I'm a person, I change every day, you know, and, and I'll display different things. And actually the show's been described as like rambunctious and like, Joe you know I means so really kind of quite chaotic and off the wall and very playful and very kind of direct in that respect. But then also I think when you're doing audience engagement and participation, there is a, there's an element of warmth, you know, they need to, you know, you need to kind of be with your audience, your audience needs to be on side. So I guess when I talk about soft, I guess... I try and cushion that interaction. Do you know what I mean? I guess when I default, I'm quite a gentle soul. Do you know what I mean? So my my clown persona is probably quite, do you know what I mean, in some respects or some moments quite gentle um, and, and 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 warm, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, so yeah. But yeah, that, that's kind of what I meant by soft. Um, because the show in itself is is, yeah, it's bonkers and and you know, um I I think beautiful and brilliant I hope other people think it too do you know what I mean without sounding cocky but um yeah 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 um and lots of Kylie tracks lots of Kylie tracks so it's very sex pop crazy and there's another clown persona that's a bit more grotesque which is definitely not so soft and gentle so you you have to have those balances <laughs> don't you do you know what I mean that sort of guides it through um so yeah I, I, I hope that kind of answers that question in some capacity but yeah that's that's my thoughts on that um um I, but actually just to finish on that although i'm i am waffling and i'm really sorry i'm waffling away but um i wow. <laughs> made this podcast specifically for so a i can waffle away. <laughs> thank you so much give me space to waffle um i yeah so the oh what's the word yeah i guess it, it's just yeah it comes back to that audience participation kind of like easing them in um, and I guess in terms of audience interaction, there's lots of different ways of doing it, but you know, I'm not, um, I want you to feel safe to, to verbalize and speak about stuff, do you know what I mean? to share stories sometimes, which has happened in the show. People share stories. They don't have to, do you know what I mean? but it's happened. Um, and I think then there's something really, yeah, you have to kind of, there is also a gentle element to that, you know, something a little bit more nurturing, a bit more warm. Um, yeah. Um, cause what, cause you guys, so you do visual and sort of like different projection based stuff and all sorts of different things and and so you're thinking in terms of how, how are you playing with different concepts oh you still you still forget lots of different concepts of time I was going to ask like in terms of your audience engagement like um or interaction are you doing you is there ideas for scanning QR codes or is this giving games away too soon should I should I not <laughs> too no, I think this is like central enough to the yeah mm -hmm. What we've put out marketing wise, but um, yeah, I think I think we can share, and I think also we <laughs> tangent time, but I think <laughs> kind of um trying to be like as transparent with information on what to expect as possible, um, mm. and make sure that yeah. there is information on like what yeah. happens in the show available to people who would feel more comfortable. Yes. If yeah. And if people don't want it, they don't need to read it. But <laughs> it will be there by the time this goes out. It will hopefully be done. Um, 
So yeah, I think we're thinking about and the kind of exact specifics of how this works is still to be figured out, but we're thinking about kind of um, ways that there can be kind of choose your own adventure elements to do with like, uh, to do with time, whether that's because we have mm. kind of a time travel narrative that will be part of the piece, mm. uh, whether that's kind of audience control over where where we time travel to when. Um, whether that's to do with um, like the time frame in which something happens. So for example, that mm. might be that the audience get kind of like, okay, what's going to, what's about to happen is this. Should, should this take two minutes, three minutes or whatever. Um, ultimately, like it will like need to fit within our, our framework. So there's mm. logistics and limits there, but kind of some elements of audience choice over timing. <laughs> and we're also very interested in like waiting and liminality and interruption. Um, and how that works and feels, um, all that kind of a thing. So kind of also like ways that we can be interrupted or paused. Yeah, I think we're thinking some of it is like, yeah, kind of web-based and using features that are meant for like um, lecture settings and feeding back ideas and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Mm. Um, but specifics to be confirmed but those are the concepts (laughs) and and just to clarify that this is the first time really that we're working this Mm. heavily with AV I mean we realized through our last project that we wanted to have Mm. in any case a sound designer with us the whole way through because that ended up being a lot more integral to what we were doing last time than we originally planned for. Yeah. <laughs> um, last time as well, we weren't able to use projection because just of the specifics of the venue we were in. The venue, yeah. Um, okay. yeah, 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 of course. Um, so, and before that, we've done a lot of film work because uh, COVID. COVID. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess like this yeah. whole, arts yeah. and stuff is something that is part of our work but through circumstance basically this is the first time we're mm. like okay, we have a projection we have a projection designer uh, <laughs> and we can really properly like see yeah what that lets us do it feels like maybe we're gonna kind of pull on the stuff we were doing during the pandemic mm. like technically and, and see how that could fit in the in like a live thing i'm saying that i have no idea but maybe Brilliant. <laughs> I, best place to start with no idea and then it will form i think yeah. sometimes yeah. going in with too many is like well, you, you have your core nuggets right and then you sort of kind of go okay actually how it's going to pan out no idea and that's beautiful that's yeah, really exciting like or like we have a team of seven on this mm. it's oh gosh. really cool like yeah. we have yeah. and we have um rebecca mm. is joining us on stage as uh and in the devising process and then we also have a um sound designer who also has a lot of expertise in like interactive technology like uh general technical design who's kind of helping us in the devising process and also with figuring out those interactive elements we have a projection designer um and we also have our producer and stage manager so 
um and everybody has very interdisciplinary backgrounds so like they're doing this mm. on the project but like have skills doing in other, other things in other projects yeah. that we can like jump off each other in the room um so that's really exciting and mm. we have to figure it out on our own <laughs> <laughs> no it's really cool it's um it's always a it's always a thing like because it, it actually even like solo solo projects collaborative pro like they're always collaborative like do you know what I mean like there's always other people that are feeding in and like um it's lovely you have that team and those kind of and also it's your your company and your practice that you're forming along the way and all those people enrich that which is so wicked um I also think there's something yeah with the solo stuff I always have to have somebody in the room anyway <laughs> so like I get a load of different people to come and play with me is is basically the way it works and you can come and sit yeah. for a couple of hours and just like yeah and just um and play so yeah no it's, it's interesting um and all those people feed in stuff those different realizations those different kind of things and um yeah no it's really cool well I, it, it sounds really exciting um and um, it almost feels like a, I don't know, yeah, I love the pressing and put like the pause and stop and some kind of audience agency in that respect sounds really exciting. I'd, yeah, I'd be We're very excited, excited to see how it can work and how we can still not go over the time limit. Oh, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we're going to do that. But... <laughs> oh, I don't. When you know you've got like a 20 minute get out the other side and you're like, oh, go, go, go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the joy. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. As is, as is typical of us, our uh, so far our concepts in terms of set is just <laughs> stuff. Really, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My um, yeah, no, similar because um, I swear chaos theory is kind of been built into every show that I do. It starts off really minimal, and then oh god, the chaos reigns, and there's mess everywhere by the end of the show, and you're just like each show, and then you're going right and then normally like um my lovely um sort of like technician simon or david they kind of run down and we're like there sweeping up all the stuff and like and you know louisa you know producer like comes in she's like gonna gather so it's just mad absolute mad so um yes fingers crossed we'll rope audience members in they can help us clear enjoy the show come and clean up the rest of it yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> And then stay on and watch the next one as well. Might as well. Yeah, absolutely. Wait. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Is um, there someone on after us? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and there's also there's also someone on before us, which I didn't realise, but there mm. um Yeah. There's a couple of them. Um, mm -hmm. There's also a really good um other clown sex show called um Clown Sex, which is also on the first week. And who else is on? And then a really lovely clown the, the week after is also on, um, uh, who's doing a show called Naughty, um, Anna Maria, who's really, really cool. Um, so there's lots of different people on like first week and um, a couple of friends are on. For, like, it's just such a, it's so, it's so lovely. I, I don't know whether you guys get this, like when you look through the programme and after a while you're like, oh, I've seen that show. Yeah. I've seen that face. Do you know what I mean? You see, do you know what I mean? Whether it be from social media, but you know, the community starts to form of artists, which is really wicked. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, also, like, not to always bring this in, but it's yeah. also just seeing random ETAs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah, honestly, oh, God, yeah, like, everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Um, Yeah, it's so, it's so bizarre. And, like, you'll be a bit like, oh, where did you train? You're like, oh! <laughs> or, like, they're friends <laughs> with ETA, and you're like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah. Yeah, like, the whole way through the vaults programme. And, like, that's just the people, <laughs> like, 
people that I'm like, oh, I like know those people, you know? Like, yeah, like mm. we, we recognize. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, oh, God, don't. Yeah. So many generations of ETAs. Um, but yeah. yeah. So hopefully, all the current ETAs will come in ear. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. Yes, yes, do, 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 do. And, you know, theatre loving audiences, come and see the shows first yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Um, Holly, do you want to go first? Tell us the, the details where people can get tickets and also if you have any like social media or whatever you want to plug. Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. So obviously show Sex Ed Revisited Friday night, um, first week of Vaults Festival, 27th of January, 10.35. Come and see the show. There's also the Vaults After Party afterwards. So you can go to that as well, which is very exciting. Um, so cheeky plug. And to get tickets, um, go to the Vaults Festival website and in terms of social media i'm on twitter um my name on twitter is slightly awkwardly spelt but maybe um maybe under the podcast maybe we could put the twitter tags and things like that and stuff so people can will, follow me it will all be down there yes amazing oh. awesome and yeah and and you guys when what's what's the dates again for your show okay. we are on yeah. from the 24th to the 27th of january in the studio theater at the vaults we are on <laughs> 750 so what you could do you could come and see us <laughs> and then you could go and like i don't know get dinner on the uh, bank, and then you could come back <laughs> and go and see holly and then you could go for a drink i yeah. think that sounds so good i have plans honestly i would do that for you you don't even need to think about it <laughs> um yeah you can find us on twitter at not god complex on instagram at the not god complex the not god complex on <laughs> facebook at the not god complex our website is the not god complex.com or you can email us the not god complex at outlook.com um links to both of these shows vaults everything will be in the uh show notes, show notes. Uh, our show is called all in good time holly's show is called sex ed revisited come and see them Thank you for listening. If uh, you're an ETA, we will haunt you if you don't come yeah. to us. <laughs> exactly. Come and see the show. Absolutely. <laughs> um, cool. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Holly, for coming to chat to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.